Wow. Seems like it has been forever. I know it's only been a week, but it sure seems like it's been a lot longer than that. For me, again, as always, I continue to pray that God is challenging you to step up and to be the man that he created you to be, to answer his call, and that he gives you his strength and his wisdom and his guidance in your day-to-day lives as you grow and strive to be the leader that he has created you to be in his image. Wow. You know, not after the Super Bowl. uh, Just a little note. It was great to see that uh, Jesus made it on mainstream TV. Uh, Not the topic of the show today, but uh, it was good to see that finally Christians have decided that if we are going to make an impact and let Jesus's word be spread, it not only has to be through the word of mouth, through his followers, but also uh, churches coming together, investing in using every tool available to us to promote Jesus. And last night, and we've seen it, uh, he gets us the advertisement that was on the Super Bowl. It was awesome. Uh, I was really happy to finally see, uh, in my opinion, uh, Christians finally stepping up and putting their money where their mouth is. Uh, you know, it's, those Super Bowl ads aren't cheap, and it takes a lot to uh, get a 30-second spot, right? <clears throat> but Jesus is worth it. Uh, so it was great to see that. Uh, it kind of leads into... Excuse me, where we're at today, and that is we the church. Men, we are the church. Men, we are what God has called us uh, to be. We are to be the leaders. We are to be the forefront. We are to be the face of the church. We are the ones that are made in God's image. First and foremost, we are the one that are called to lead our families, our communities, our churches, our country, and we are, that is our responsibility. You know, it's not the building that we gather in on Sundays for worship and and fellowship uh, with people we don't get to see during the week or you know, uh, fellow Christians, uh, the, the corporate church, um, the building we go to on Sundays is there for us to reconnect and to carry it outside the walls and build those relationships outside the walls. Um, the church building is a place to meet people with like minds and the like heart for Christ. Uh, But we are the church. We are, as men and women and children, the church. Uh, You don't have to attend a church service on Sunday morning. Is it a good thing to do? Yes, I agree. I love going to our church uh, every Sunday. I look forward to seeing the people I don't get to see every day during the week. And I am just 
I enjoy the church. I enjoy building those relationships, and hopefully they will lead where God wants them to lead, and that is to a greater and better relationship outside of the church. Uh, you know, I have found mentors uh, through the church and Christian men that have taught me a lot, and that I am so thankful to God that he has placed in my life. Would that have happened without the church building? No. no. I don't think so. Uh, you know, but the important thing is, uh, men, it is our responsibility, uh, even in the church building, even though we're not the pastor, even though we're not an elder, even though we're not, um, you know, a, a prominent leader or, or whatever within the church framework of today's, uh, thoughts on it, which is, the building, not the people. And again, we, the people are the church. So, and as the first image created of God by God, uh, it is our duty and responsibility to ensure that we are making the church the best place we can for all of those that come to make it a, a place where they see Christ in all that we do. And if we invite somebody to that building, then it is something that they're going to get fed. Uh, trying to do this by notes this week, so maybe a little different. Uh, <clears throat> but, you know, it's our job to carry out Jesus' work. It's our job to take the church outside of the walls of the building. It is our job to lead our families in a way that others see and, and ask us those questions. You know, why, why are you, how do you stay so positive or how, how do you do all of this? How do you stay so calm? You know, and it's, it's, there's a simple answer and that's Jesus, right? I mean, that's that he is our peace. He is our, uh, the way we do things. Uh, you know, we have to be, what God has called us to be, and that's leaders. No matter what our position, we have to lead in that position with the heart of Christ, first and foremost, that uh, when everybody looks at us, that's what they see is Jesus. And that leads them to ask those questions that, hey, uh, you know, why, how, you know, and, and, and once we can get to that conversation uh, with those people that are not cross followers, and they begin to ask more questions of about Jesus, then you know that's where that's where the church starts growing, and that's where we are answering the call uh, to to bring people to Christ. You know, uh, if we're we need a revival, I know we hear that word a lot. There's a lot of people talking about revival in the church, and and I get it, and we need it, and. We need to get back to the morals and principles that God the Father has put on the hearts of every single human being on this planet. Whether they choose to admit it or not, they know right from wrong. They know that there is male and female. You know, They know that committing crimes against another human being is wrong. But. God gives us that choice, and they make the choice to go ahead and uh, step out and do the things that are not in God's will. And it's our 
job as Christians, as men, to lead them away from that lifestyle, to show them that there's a better way, that treating people with love and kindness and treating them as the human, as a creation of God that they are, that, um, you know, that that's where it makes the difference, not hating somebody because we have a difference of, of opinion, not cussing somebody out because we don't agree with them. We have to be patient. We have to be, uh, we have to be that example that Jesus showed of love and kindness. And, you know, we're not always going to make the impact that we hope we make. Uh, we understand that. And, and, you know, but I think our responsibility when it's talking about the church and the church building is the fact that we have to we have to be the catalyst for this revival that we are all looking for. You know, we see it in our government and we see the corruption and we see the corruption in our society. We see the every single day how far that people have gone away from Christ. And we understand as Christians that the answer to all of this is Jesus. Always has been and always will be uh, from the beginning, right? I mean, you look at First uh, Samuel 8, and you read through there, and, and because of the corruptness of Samuel and his children, that the people of Israel wanted a leader instead of God leading them. They wanted a face to put to them. They wanted somebody that the rest of the nations could see. And God allowed it to happen, but he also warned them what it was going to be like. It was going to be worse than what Samuel and his sons were. You know, and that's what we get today, whether it be um, government leaders, uh, in some cases some of the church leaders, the churches that call themselves churches that, do not abide by the word of God. You know, you you cannot, in my opinion, in reading the Bible and my limited, simple man thought, have a practicing homosexual pastor in your church. You just can't. Not to say that they don't follow God, but they have to abstain. God loves you no matter what. And God wants you to come to him and Jesus loves you. And he wants you to be a part of his family. But in doing so, you have to abstain and you have to give up those lustful inclinations that you have for the opposite sex. It's just the way it goes. There is a trade-off. And um, you cannot have that in your church and call yourself a godly church. The Bible tells us that, and, you know, that's where I stand. It doesn't matter what you think of the opinion. What does the Bible say? If the Bible says it, then that's it. We can think what we want, but the fact of the matter never changes because God never changes, that his word endures forever, and his word will be there long after we're gone. It has been, and it will continue to be. So, when we get back to church, you know, and, and talking about the revival of the church and, 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 and a men, especially, 
Um, you know, an example, uh, our church, love it to death, uh, proud to be a member of it and, and the things that it's doing. Uh, but, you know, there for a while, the men's ministry was kind of weak. You know, hey, let's throw a video up here. Let's plan out a week ahead. Let everybody know a week ahead of time that we're going to have a men's group on this night. And, you know, it's going to be this. And this is what we're going over. Yes, the fellowship was great for the men who showed up, who invested the time in it. Uh, you know, but it just kind of felt like it was uh, haphazardly thrown together that the more focus was on the women's ministry and, and kids ministry, you know, bringing those people into the fold and putting all the focus and effort and money on those top things. Um, and that's not where the church is going to grow. That's not where we as men are going to prosper and grow ourselves in our faith and our wisdom uh, it is going to be uh, by gaining knowledge from other men that have been Christians longer than myself, longer than maybe a person who's only been a Christian, you know, for a short time that's still learning. And, you know, but it wasn't where I felt it needed to be. And I don't think a lot of men in our church felt like it. Uh, needed to be and as we changed the program and we worked through and in, in building the men's ministry to where I feel God is leading us to be and I feel we're on the right path there were some changes that had to be made and I'm thankful to God that he gave our leadership uh, the knowledge and wisdom and the heart as well uh, to take a bold step and make a big change uh, investment but through all of that, it's not the leaders of the church. It's not the lead pastor. It's not, uh, I don't know, the elders or whatever. Men, it's our responsibility to ensure if we want to see a strong men's ministry in our church, we have to quit waiting on the church. We have to step up, make it known, and start doing it, whether that be at the church building or in, or in your backyard. It, it doesn't matter. If you want to hold a Bible study or you feel that there's uh, something that God has put on your heart and you want to share it with other men, then invite men to your house or find a place and invite men to it. If the church don't want it to happen there or it's too busy booked up with other stuff, then we'll find a place. It's a coffee shop. It doesn't matter. Or a restaurant. It doesn't matter. It's men getting together and sharpening one another in the word of God through our experience and through our testimonies. Um, you know, but the biggest thing that came to my mind was we keep waiting on the church to the church building, the church, the leaders of the church, the pastors to make a decision. And, you know, that's, that's not where we're going to grow as men. That's not where we're going to grow as the leaders that God wants us to be. Uh, you know, we have to step out on our own and do a Bible study. Uh, I'm part of one myself, very proud to be a part of it. Um, it's called Step Up Men's Group. It's on Facebook. Check it out. Uh, 
it's very, you know, it's good to be around good Christian men and, and to share our ideas and to think about life and to talk about life and get every uh, different opinion that's out there from a Christian standpoint, from different stages of Christians, even as mature Christians, it doesn't say that we can't learn from younger Christians and their thought prospect. It's about bringing our hearts from that Christ has given each one of us and bringing that to the forefront of other men who can respect that and honor that and, and maybe even take that and, and grow it. You know, it's just, uh, it's just the way that we were meant to work as the church outside the church building. I mean, we are the church men, plain and simple. You know, we are the body of Christ, and he has called us to be that. And we have to display that, you know. And, it, and it, we're not going to save anybody per se. You know, like I said, that's that's Jesus will do all of that. We just have to in, make the introduction. And once we make the introduction and open the door, you know, and coax them when Jesus is knocking to to open that door and to sh let his light shine into their lives, we set, we make that example. We give them that courage to do so and turn away from the things that are so prominent in our world today. All the murder, all the violence, all the hate, all the corruption, just everything is a lack of Jesus in the lives of this world and men as the first image bearers of God. It is our job and our responsibility to step out and start making those changes within ourselves first, within our families second, within our churches third, within our communities fourth, and so on and so on and so on. It is our job and responsibility to be the light that God created us to be. And we have fallen short for way too long. I've been on this earth for 52 years, and it has continually gotten worse because Men have got quiet. Men have stopped speaking their mind, stopped voicing their opinion because of selfish and I call it selfish. They're more afraid of what the world's going to say instead of what God's going to say. Um, and I think that's a lot of us, myself included. There's times that I don't say something because I know that I look back at it and say, well, I missed that opportunity. Why did I miss that opportunity? Well, because I was more worried about what the world would think of me than I was what God wanted me to say. I put the world before God. And, you know, one thing this show, uh, doing this show has is, is helped me to do is start implementing some of those things that I say here into my life. You know, I, I have to lead by example and some of them are not hard or some of them are hard. You know, they're not easy things to do. They sound real easy when you're talking about them. But as you step out and start putting them into action and Satan starts attacking you from the inside and outside, man, it's tough. It's a hard journey to stand firm in our faith and, and, speak jesus in every situation there shouldn't be a conversation like i said last week there shouldn't be a conversation that we're in 
with either other believers or non-believers that the example of Jesus Christ in our lives should never come up. Even as simple as, like I've stated before, even at Walmart, you know, you get through with a checkout line and the cashier, have a great day. Well, you know what? Jesus loves you. Right? I mean, just something as simple as that. And that may be the catalyst for their change. That may be the catalyst for them wanting to know more about Jesus, just like the commercial last night in the Super Bowl. Right? I mean, these are small things that God can use for big things. And we, as men, have to be willing to step up, excuse me, and put these things out there. Just simple little tidbits of Jesus. You know, but in this, we have to take ourselves out of it again, man. We have to make sure that we are in God's word. We're listening to God's voice in all that we do. You know, his voice should be a priority in our life, right? And we have to to stand up when we do hear his voice. It's like I said before many times about this show. Man, I don't even know what I'm doing. You know, and there's very, very few uh, listeners to the show. But, I, you know, I'm doing it for God. I'm not doing it for me. I had to learn that I had to take myself out of things and um, realize it's not all about me. And my feelings uh, are comforted by God, not by other people. Now, he does place other people in our lives to help comfort those feelings. But my first hope is in him. And I ask him to show me where I'm failing. And that's been the topic on my mind is being selfish, being offended by other people, being hurt and holding on to that. And that's just pure selfishness. That's pride. That's ego as men, whatever you want to call it, but it's selfishness. And, you know, Hearing God's voice and then putting it into action is is why we're here. Because when we don't, we're being selfish and we're denying God. Just like the people of Israel in in 1 Samuel 8, right? I mean, God even said, and the Lord said to Samuel, Obey the voice of the people in all they say to you, for they have not rejected you, but they have rejected me from being king over them. According to all the deeds that they have done from the day I brought them out of Egypt, even to this day, forsaking me and serving other gods. So they are also doing to you. He's talking to Samuel there. Now then obey their voice. Only you shall solemnly warn them and show them the ways of the king who shall reign over them. And then it tells them, you know, how he's going to steal their sons and daughters, their crops, their chariots. I mean, he's the king is going to take everything, everything instead of they would have just been loyal to God and kept trusting God. Then they would have been. okay. they would have continued to win wars and battles and God would have provided for them. But because of their selfishness. They chose a king, someone who was going to be corrupt, someone who was going to be selfish in how they ran the nation. And we see it today, right? I mean, we continually see the selfishness and the greed of the politicians that we have put in Washington. 
right? And it's all about them and how much money they can make. The policies aren't for the people where God was always for the people and he was always watching out for the people. Man is going to always watch out for himself when he doesn't have Christ at the forefront of his thoughts, minds, and his actions. And men, it is up to us to lead the country back to having Christ thought first instead of how much can we get in our pocket is how much can we fill our hearts with the, the Holy Spirit of Jesus Christ and help other people grow and to be better. You know, that's something I used to say back in my day, uh, just to share a little bit about me, is I always said, you know, I'm not, I'm not ever going to be the king. I'm not ever going to be the one who's out front uh, being the face of anything, right? But what I can do and what I strive the most to do is to help others be what they are meant to be. You know, let them be the king if that's their calling in whatever area, not over a nation or whatever, but just in their own lives, you know, by having God and letting God rule your lives, then you, he gives you a dominion into you are king over, you know, and now, like I said, that starts with the family. And as you get that down and as it grows and as you better grow your family in the ways of Christ, then your kingdom here on earth, because of your loyalty to God, the father expands, your kingdom in heaven grows, and then your kingdom on earth grows. Those who are faithful with a little shall have much, right? So, uh, getting back as we, the church, we don't want to be, uh, a church that caters. Well, let me, let me say not caters, but we have to change the culture of the church, man. We have to show the church that nowadays, a lot of churches cater to women and children and the statistics Everyone I've read uh, shows that the church is not going to grow the way it should until men step up and make the church grow. Until we step into that anointing that God has called us to be as his original image bearer and the responsibility falls on us to ensure that we are from within guiding the church in a Christ-like manner that we have to make sure that men are leading. Men are bringing their families to church. Men think it's important that their families go to church because they understand as the image bearer of God, we have to give our first fruits back to him. And that starts with our wives, with our children, the things that he puts in our lives. We have to turn around and submit our hearts, our souls, and our minds to his ways, not our ways taking that selfishness out of it. And when we can do that, when we can get on our knees and give everything to God and say, you know what? God, lead me in the way you go. Listen to his voice. Listen for his voice inside of you. And when you hear something verified against his word, this is what he gives us to ensure that what we think or what we think we hear is in alignment 
with his will. He gives us this book as a guideline, as a reference point. I'm like, God, is this really what you want me to do? Is this really where you want me to be? And then he gives us the Bible to go back and look and understand his character and who he is and that he is never changing and that Jesus Christ was his son that was crucified on the cross for our sins, resurrected on the third day, and then ascended to heaven and then supplied us the Holy Spirit, our spirit, his spirit on us for our strength and confidence to go out and spread the gospel throughout the world. Men, we have to ensure that our churches the building churches are presenting that and feeding us the way we need to be fed. You know, like I said, it's a simple process. You know, there's a lot of, you know, higher educated men out there who understand the Bible a lot better than I do. And and I get it. There's parts as we grow and mature that we need to, to get that wisdom and we need to have that wisdom. But when we don't hold our churches to a standard and we just leave to go to another church because the pastor hurt our feelings or we got offended that something didn't go the way we wanted it to go or the picture we had in our mind. But if God puts you in that church until he tells you to leave, that's your church. That's your place to try and correct the mistakes that men have caused within the church to cause it to fail. You know, whether it's growing a relationship with the pastor and understanding and be able to help change the message or help other people within the church see the message that the pastor is trying to get across. But it's our responsibility as men to find those ways and find those work throughs until God calls you to another position, whether it be at another church or whether it be within that church. Or stepping out and creating your own church. It doesn't matter. But we have to hear the voice of God. And in order to do that, we have to be quiet, be still, listen, verify that what is being what we think what God is saying to us through his word and then go and apply it. Me and we have all ha- are in a position that we can influence something or somehow the outcome of the situations we're in god created us each one of us has a purpose a specific person purpose that god created us for and it is for that purpose (coughs) excuse me that we must stand up and we must take heart to what god says he has called us to do And you know it. If you're not satisfied in your job, if you're not happy, if you're not, you're frustrated, you feel God's put a call on your life to step out and be a part of some type of ministry. Ah, you know, not now. Ah, I'll wait. You know, uh, it's not the right time. I don't have enough money. I don't have, I'm not smart enough. I'm not. No, if, if you feel that that is the call that God has put on your heart, And it's verified through his word or the books that you read or the people you talk to. And it keeps confirming over and over. Man, step out. Lead in the church. Be the church that we were created to be. 
you know, I, there's no reason I should be sitting here talking to you on this podcast. And I, you know, like I said, I'm not qualified to do this, but it is something God put in my heart. And it is something that I am trying to follow God's will and the topics that, uh, we put out there, you know, it's sometimes that's the reason I miss a week is because it's a really challenging topic for me and I have to work through it. Now I have made a commitment to myself and just like I said last week to be more committed to, even though it may be off the rail show that I am going to be on here every week, I will post a show every week. Um, so that I am following what God wants me to do. Like I said, there's no, there's no other reason for me to do this other than to share what God has put on my heart, and that is the importance of men doing what he has called us to do. And it is, sometimes it's it's scary, you know. Uh, you know, and I'll step out right now and tell you that I haven't been the best at putting all this into action. You know, there's sometimes that I shy away from it, that I still fail, and I get on my knees and, and I ask God for, and I repent of that sin for not doing what God wanted me to do in the time that he wanted me to do it. You know, it's that selfishness that comes back to the point that, you know, I want to do it my way, not his way. But when you feel that urge to speak Jesus into a situation or to act in a righteous manner, then we need to step out and do it. And, uh, like I said, this show has shown me my weaknesses, which is awesome because through my weaknesses, he is strong and he gives me words and my failures can be your successes. And that's what I hope is uh, that you take away from this show is that, look, I can fail and I understand, you know, as far as it deals with me that my failure, I can overcome it because I know where my faith is and where my heart is loyal to and i know that through repentance and through god's grace love and forgiveness that i have another opportunity to step out and do it right that he will give me another opportunity to do it right did i miss the calling that he had at that moment for me yeah and i missed it but thank god he's always got a plan and i know uh because of my selfishness and my laziness, I cost somebody something, and that hurts me, and I don't want to do that again. And I hope that's what you, where you are in your walk. Um, if you happen to be a non-Christian male that is listening to this show, I just want to encourage you that you don't have to change anything. Jesus wants you right where you're at. He has called you to tune into this show for a reason, and that is to know that you don't have to be perfect to come to Jesus. You don't have to be perfect to be a follower of Jesus. That we are all imperfect because of the sin that entered the world through Adam and Eve. But the heart change is the change that leads us to being Christ-like, to these realizations that I failed over and over and over and over again that the love of Christ and his will. And because I trust in him to lead me in the way that I should go, 
I can still be successful. I can still be a vibrant and thriving part of my community, my home, my church, this world. I can make a difference. Through my failures is where I see the best of who he is. And that's what I want to get across is that I am not anything without Jesus. I am not. None of us are. When we accept Jesus Christ in our life, there's a change that comes about. There's a peace that not to accept failure and not to be scared of stuff and not to do all the negative stuff that we're so accustomed to having, but that confidence that comes with saying, hey, you know what? I'm going to do a podcast because I feel like it's what God's put on my heart. I'm going to go out here and talk about stuff that I have no right to talk about because that's what God wants me to do. And that's where God is calling me to do or what he's calling me to do. Or it could be I'm going to go and leave my six-figure job and be a trash man because that's where I can make the most impact in what I want to do, whatever he's put on your heart. You know, as the church, man, we have to be confident enough to stand up and make those big changes that he's calling us to make, not for ourselves, but for him. And is for us following him, he is faithful to provide everything we need. And, you know, that's just where I'm at, you know, and I hope that God is working on your heart and I hope he's working on your mind to see that. He's calling you. You are made for something more than where you're at. And if you're where you feel God has got you, then keep growing. Keep asking him to expand. Keep asking him to challenge you, to grow you. And he will. And it's not going to be pretty. Not all the time. You're going to have to go through some hard stuff. You're going to have to go through some hurt. And you're going to have to go through some trials that are like, God, I thought this was where you wanted me to be. But you have to look deeper, man. You have to look deeper into the lesson that is involved through the struggle that you're going through, to the wilderness you're walking through, to the where it seems like it's the most hopeless. Where is Jesus? What is he trying to teach me? What is the benefit of this? And when you get to the other side of that, you will see how he has grown you, how he has changed you, how the things that you didn't see before you now see. And we have to share that to become the church that he wants us to be as men to lead. It doesn't matter. We have to lead our pastors. We have to lead our families. We have to lead where he puts us in a position to lead. And it may be only one moment in time. But if we are going to resurrect the church and be what the church is going to be, and we're going to be who God has called us to be, then those are the steps we have to take, men. Um. I I could ramble on for hours, but that's not going to do any good, you know. Uh, but what I want to say is, look, men, we have to step up. We have to unite. We have to have a love for one another. We don't have to like each other all the time, but we do have to love and respect one another and respect that opinion. And we have to be able to be thick-skinned in some cases to be able to take the when we're not walking in God's way, the rebuke or the correction that is needed in order to get back on the path that God has created for us. 
as, like I said, I, I continue to try to learn how to um, grow this show as I feel God has put on my heart to to do, um, you know, uh, he's going to grow it the way he wants to grow it. But I have to take the action steps that I know how to do in order to show the faithfulness that I have to him. So with that being said, uh, now have the call of men website. It's, uh, the call of men.com. Uh, it's still in the works. There will be a whole lot of changes, but it is out there. So if you can go check it out, I'd be greatly appreciative of that. Uh, also, if you have any ideas or there's any topics or criticisms or, um, congrats or whatever i'm not congrats but anything you want to see here or have opinions about this show uh you can send an email to the call of men show at gmail.com also uh want to make it known that we do have a facebook page it is the call of men uh on facebook uh i believe it is public I think that's what I did with it. But if not, just uh, shoot me a message on Messenger um, on Facebook uh, and uh, also on Twitter, uh, The Call of Men. Uh, if you give us a like and a follow there, it would be greatly appreciated. I say we because this is God is in it, and I know that he is going to bless it the way he sees fit as long as I stay in his will and step out and do the things that he has called me to do and to help grow his church that glorifies and honors his name, uh, I believe it will. But those are just some of the things that we're, that I'm starting up or we are starting up because God is leading me. Uh, when I say we, it's not because I have a mouse in my pocket. It's because I have a God in my heart. Uh, so, men, just remember, as you do what you do today, Answer the call of men.